It's time for the Daily Breeze Prep Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Breeze Preps or check out our blog at blogs.dailybreeze.com forward slash prep sports. Here's your hosts, Dave Thorpe and Matt Lopez. Hello, folks, and thanks for listening to the Daily Breeze Prep Football Podcast. Matt Lopez here with Dave Thorpe. Dave, how are you doing? Very good. Good to hear. We're going to be looking ahead to week one football games, taking a brief look back to week zero from last Friday. And uh, coming up at the end of the podcast, we're going to have an exclusive interview with Narbonne football coach Manuel Douglas. He'll be talking about... uh, Big win over Sarah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we're looking ahead to Long Beach Poly on Friday. And Matt, we're, we are blessed with three days of football this week. But before we get to that, let's look back at the first week of the prep football season, week zero. And Dave, we have to uh, bring back the Breeze Ballers of the Week. These are the key standout performances that we saw from week zero. Dave, who's your Breeze Baller of the Week? I'm going with uh, Shane Irwin, uh, Palace Verdes, defensive end slash tight end. Uh, had a had a huge 44 yard catch. <clears throat> had two two sacks and, a, and a, an additional tackle for for a loss of yards. <clears throat> and uh, I also liked that he did it at an important. He got us uh, big sacks at important times in the game. Um, came up huge for the team during a huge win. I'm going to go with uh, Mary Star, Dave, a, a uh, f- football team you know quite well, uh, playing Bosco Tech in a game some people didn't think they could win. But <laughs> quarterback Robert N. Ciso, check out these stats, throws for 152 yards and three touchdowns. Pretty good game you know, through the air. Not too shabby. Runs for 142 and a fourth touchdown. So four total touchdowns he had. Uh, just under 300 total yards. Uh, he pretty much had his way. Pretty much had his way with that Bosco Tech defense, so he's my breeze baller of the week. Uh, going into week one of football now, and Dave, uh, we got games on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Starting off on Thursday, uh, Westchester hosting Inglewood. Uh, a little bit of a crosstown rivalry there. Um, who do you like in this one, Dave? Well, these are these are two teams that are kind of similar. They've struggled in recent uh, years, but they're they both appear to be on the rise. Um, Inglewood's a little low in the numbers department, but uh, they have uh, some good athletes and, and some talent there. They're, they're running the wishbone. Uh, I, I like what I see, and I think Inglewood's going to pull this one out in a competitive game. I like Westchester. They have some weapons on offense. Jamari Blakely at receiver is a pretty good standout player. Um, I think at the at the end of it, him and some of the talent that they have at the skill positions is going to give them the edge in this one. I'm taking Westchester. Um, I should say before we uh, go on here, Dave, that uh, week zero, the predictions that we did before we get too far into it, just so listeners know who to believe and who to whose opinions to completely disregard. Well, I think it's important to note that week zero, we're all a little rusty. Yeah, the, the players, the, the analysts, everyone's a little rusty. But just for just for statistics' sake, just to get everything out there, 
Uh, Dave, what was your record last week in the week zero picks? Uh, seven and six, over 500. And my record? Eight and five. Eight and five. Okay, moving on to the next game. Marquez at Bishop Montgomery. Uh, Marquez won their first game against Rivera. Bishop Montgomery, season opener for them. Who do you like? Yeah, Marquez looks like a pretty sharp team, but in Division Three in the city, uh, uh, Bishop Montgomery, on the other hand, uh, high hopes for this season, and I think it starts on on Thursday night uh, with a big win for the Knights. I'm with you right there. They have lots of of uh, returning talent on that team, uh, and I think they're going to get a big win here, kickstarting what looks like it could be a, a pretty big season for them. Uh, over in the city section, Banning Pilots at Garfield. Uh, Banning got a big 19-12 win over North Torrance last Friday night. Big statement win for them. Uh, can they keep it going? Well, uh, Joe Villarreal only like 70 yards rushing uh, last week, but against a tough North defense, uh, I think they're going to have to get a little bit more out of him and to win big games like this one. <clears throat> And I think we're going to have to see it first, so I'm picking Garfield. Oh, I like Bannon. You know, the game against the Saxons was a bit closer than I thought it was going to be, but I could have been underestimating North. Um, Banning, if, if they're going to be what people think they are, this is a game they should win. The teams in their own league, um, for the most part, are better than this Garfield team. So if they're going to hang in the Marine League with San Pedro and Carson and obviously Narbonne, this is a game they should win. I think they will win. I'm taking the Pilots. Uh, staying in the city section. Well, these are all in the city section for the most part. So we're going to stay there for quite a while. Southeast at Carson. Southeast just, I mean, bludgeoned. Gardena last week, and this is the season opener for the Colts. Um, does Southeast go 2-0, or can the Colts stem the tide? I see Carson uh, stepping up, uh, home opener. Basically, I have three words for you. Bellinger and Hooper. All Colts right. win. Colts win. <laughs> I like that. I think they're going to win, too. I was a little bit surprised by that 64-6. to Southeast victory over Gardena last week. Um, I was surprising, considering how much you were building up Gardena. Well, this is, they're not playing in Quite this game. Quite surprising. They're not man. playing in this game, so let's stay on track here. Uh, I like the Colts in this one. I don't expect uh, them to be held to six. I think they're going to win this one. Colts win. San Pedro looking for their first victory of the Corey Miller era. It's Miller time, as Jamal Street would say. San Pedro analyst and super fan. Uh, he, uh, he'll be out there, but uh, San Pedro will also be out there Thursday night at Roosevelt. Does, do the Pirates get the first win of the Corey Miller era? It is going to be Miller time. Pirates get their first win going away. I agree. Crack open a can of uh, Diet Coke. It's Miller time. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of other games on Thursday. Uh, this one taking place at Southwest College. Morningside hosts View Park. Dave, are you feeling the side pride this year? I'm feeling the side pride to a certain extent, sure. With uh, Pat June leading the way, they have, a, they have a big offensive line. Once again, a little young, numbers a little low, but I think this is a game the Monarchs can win. 
I agree. I think in, not to take anything away from View Park, but an opponent like this, when you have a player like Pat June, sometimes that makes all the difference in the world in a game like this. So I like Morningside in this one. I think they pull out the victory. We mentioned Gardena having a tough one against Southeast last week. Uh, they're hosting West Valley in their home opener. Can the Panthers get back on track? Why don't you pick this one first? Yeah, you know, I like you said, I, I called them as one of my surprise teams, and I stand by that, but I also said give them three years. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I'm going to take West Valley in, in uh, this one. I'm not feeling too confident in the Panthers quite yet. Does that have anything to do with that 64-6 to loss to Southeast? It played a part. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go West Valley as well. Rivera, who we mentioned earlier, they lost to Marquez, who's at Bishop Montgomery. Rivera's at Hawthorne, both teams looking for their first victory of the season. Hawthorne also had a tough loss to start their season. Do you like Hawthorne to get on track here? Sure. The Cougars, they were competitive in their uh, week zero loss. They're at home. I see them uh, getting, getting a win. I'm picking the Cougs in this one, too. I think uh, they get back on track in the eight-man football ranks, it'll be Animo versus Milken at Birmingham High. We're going to find out a lot about Animo on uh, Thursday night. I'm going with Animo. I'm going with Animo, too. I think we're going to find out that they're pretty darn good. Uh, going over to flipping the calendar to Friday, uh, quite a few big games that night, and we're starting off with Narbonne, and as we said, their head coach, Manny Douglas will be on the podcast with us on the other side of these picks. Um, so stay tuned for that. But they are making the trek 405 to Long Beach at Veterans Stadium, Long Beach Poly. Lots of talent on the field. Dave, who's going to win it? Yeah, last year, 2017 uh, Slugfest, uh, uh, Manny Douglas sounded like he was, uh, you'll hear this on the uh, on here a little bit later, but he sounded like he was regretting not opening things up a little bit more last year against Polly. It sounds like he may do so this time around. You know, I'm, I'm going to go with Narbonne. Yeah, that was something he brought up, and you have to wonder. He had a senior quarterback last year. He has a junior making his second start this time. Um, he seems pretty comfortable with Chapman. He does, and, I, and if he's comfortable, I'm comfortable, Dave. So I like Narbonne. Even if the offense doesn't quite get going like we might expect, their defenses are so stout that I think it's going to be enough. Even if it is more squeaker, I think Narbonne gets the victory here. Uh, some more Friday night football. Big one locally here. The El Segundo Eagles host Losinger. And this is going to be an interesting uh, football game. I, I get a feeling we're going to see a lot of offensive fireworks in this one, Dave. Really? Even with that stout El Segundo defense? Yeah, because I just think that the Olympians have too much on offense. They um, have a lot. But I'm not sure if, you know, El Segundo has a lot on offense, too. So they're going to score plenty of points. I see I see a shootout here, Dave. Yeah, um, I'm going to stick with Luzinger on this one. I think El Segundo is going to give him a game. Could be pretty tight, but... Uh, Losing, losing or his explosiveness, uh, the experience they have back. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Olympians. Yeah, this will be a tough test for them for sure. Um, 
And El Segundo is strong on defense, but I do like losing her in this one, too. I think at the end, um, they just have a little too much on offense. It's going to be a little too much for the Eagles to overcome. I'm taking the Olympians. Um, South Torrance is hitting the road, but they're playing at Lawndale. Um, big first week for both of these teams. They're in transitional periods for different reasons. South has a new head coach. Lawndale has almost an entirely new team. Um, what's your take on this one, Dave? Well, last year I went to Lawndale to see as a student. To, no, to, uh, to see to, get them, your to, to see them play South Torrance, uh-huh. and I I think we all know what happened there. South shocked them. Who can forget? And um, it was an otherwise you know great season for Lawndale, but South went in there, pulled out a win. Um, that's fresh on my mind. I think South is going to do it again. South's defense is going to rule rule the turf all the grass and um the spartans are going to come out uh, with a with a with a win and coach matt mishler's first game well you're going to have two teams that have a lot to prove a new coaching staff there for the spartans and then like like we said longdale almost an entirely new starting lineup at least on offense um a lot to prove but i like longdale at home, uh, I'm not betting against Travis Clark and his football team, so I'm taking the Cardinals in this one. Um, I mean, what bookie would, would take a high school bet anyway? Exactly. Do you know somebody? No. Okay. Uh, Redondo coming off a huge week zero victory. Talk about a thriller. Heart pounding. Um, come from behind the lane last week. They're hitting the road. Big, big test at Vista Marietta. Big test. Is it too big of a test? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they definitely proved that uh, last week that they're for real, um, that they're probably uh, one of the top teams in, in the South Bay. But uh, Vista Murrieta is one of the, the top teams in California. And uh, I think they're going to have a little bit too much for them going, going with Vista Murrieta. Yeah, Vista Murrieta, like you said, they are tops in the state, one of the tops in the state. And I think it's going to be a little too much for Redondo in this one. I'm taking VM. Uh, Peninsula finally back on the football field. They're well, playing. Well, we'll see. We'll well. That's the rumor anyway. Yes. Yeah. We'll see who. From shows what we up. understand, they'll be taking the field. They're playing Glen at three p.m. This is at Peninsula, Dave. At Peninsula. At Peninsula. Um, finally back on the football field. New team. New head coach. New attitude. Should. Will they get a W in the win column? That's the question. Should be exciting. I think. Uh, I think. All signs point to a Peninsula victory, a feel-good victory, if you will. Yeah, that's that's the story I'm rooting for. I'm, that's, that's what I'm hoping for, and uh, I think they'll get the win over Glenn. I'm going with the Panthers. Culver City at West Torrance, interesting one here. I think, um, you know, I could see this being a high-scoring game, too. Dave, who do you like in this one? Um, I think this is almost a toss-up this year. I feel you. I feel but, you. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with West Torrance. Uh, they're at home. Uh, they have a returning senior quarterback and Drake Peabody, who's very dangerous. Um, Culver City has its own uh, weapons as well. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Warriors. Well, in the interest of making it, things kind of interesting here and in the interest of just being correct, I'm going to go with Culver City. Um, I think that there, it is a toss-up, like you said, but I just think Culver City has a little too much on offense and a great DB in Mackay Ware. Three-star guy. Um, 
I think he's going to make life tough on West uh, for them offensively. So I'm going to go with Culver City in a close one. Maricosta at Torrance. Uh, Dave, you've spent some time with both clubs. Who are we like in this one? Yeah, so Torrance, I'm expecting them to be much improved uh, this year, but uh, not so improved that they're going to beat uh, Maricosta team that's one of the best in the South Bay, so Mustangs. Yeah, the Miami Mustangs are going to run wild in this one. I'm going with Maricosta. Palos Verdes at Long Beach Carrillo. PV coming off a huge week one victory that uh, some people didn't see coming. I certainly saw it coming, but <laughs> you did. some of us didn't see it coming. Uh, can they keep it going? Well, yes, they can. They can. Now that they've got a taste of what an early season, a big early season victory is like, they're going to want more of it. How sweet does it taste? Oh, boy. Sea Kings, a victory. I'm with you. They they are not traditionally known for their hot starts to a season, but I think this this year's team is just flipping the script. They get the win here. Elisa Niguel traveling to visit North Torrance. Uh, The Saxons, like you said, coming off a close loss to Banning last week. Do they get on track here? I think they do, yeah. I think uh, there was enough uh, encouraging aspects of last week's loss to Banning um, to build on and to come back and, and get a win. And Dave, do we know, and I'm just springing this on you, I don't know the answer, so you may not know the answer. And if we don't know the answer, we don't know the answer. But uh, Todd Croce did not coach the Week Zero tilt. True. Do we know what his status is for uh, Week One? He's expected back for Week t- for Week One. Okay. So that being said, I'm taking the Saxons. I like them to uh, emerge victorious here. Mary Star at St. Bernard. Uh, This all of a sudden is a tough call. Yeah. But St. Bernard showed us a little more than we were expecting last week. I think so. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with the Stars in this one. And this is a tough one because the the story on St. Bernard has been they have talent, but they don't have the numbers. So I think that comes into play maybe the second half of the season when guys get hurt and they get tired. But for this part of the season, they should be good to go. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think there's going to be a lot of offense, but I'm giving it to Robert and CISO and the Stars. So you're not going to pick St. Bernard after after all those accolades? Uh, I think I just picked Mary Star. <laughs> so. so you're going to stick with that? Yeah. Um, no interest in changing. Mm, I'm, I'm going to go with Mary Star too. Good, good. Eight-man football, Rolling Hills Prep at California Lutheran. The uh, the Huskies have high hopes this uh, this year. A lot of talent coming back. A lot of young talent, but a lot of talent coming back. New coach. Um, I like the Huskies in this one. They're going to hit the road and get the W. Absolutely. Hearing great things out of uh, Huskies camp. I'm going with Rolling Hills Prep. And finishing off on Saturday, we have uh, one high school game and two junior college football games on the high school ranks. Sarah, who is just playing the best of the best from around the country, really, Dave. Um, they're playing St. Joseph Regional of New Jersey at Mission Viejo High. At high um, noon. At high noon. What do you know about St. Joseph, Dave? Um, I know that they're a traditional powerhouse from the East Coast, and they're going to they're going to provide a, a, a stiff test for Sarah. Definitely. Uh, but how stiff of a test will it be? Well, I think it's, it's time for Sarah to get in the win column. Uh, I'm going with the Cavaliers. Uh, two tough losses to start the season, but both against state champions. So 
I think it's time for Sarah to get a W. Yeah, I'm with you. No matter how tough the competition has been, and it's been extremely tough, the thought of them losing three in a row just keeps me up at night. I, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't believe it. So Sarah's not dropping three in a row. I like the Cavaliers in this one. Uh, two JC football games. Uh, first one, Dave, and you've been all over this one. Big one at the new Murdoch Stadium. El Camino Warriors, Gifford Lindheim, brand new coach, David Sills, the whole the whole kit and caboodle, Dave. They're hosting Southwest. Big, big first game for a lot of people at El Camino. It's going to be an emotional day uh, for for the Warrior family. Yeah. Uh, Feather, coach Featherstone uh, will make an appearance. Uh, lots of uh, alumni. Um, it's, there might be some tears shed. And that's just you. <laughs> and that's just me. Goodness gracious. But let's talk about the tears that are going to be shed. Are they going to be tears of joy or tears of sorrow after a defeat at the hands of L.A. Southwest College? You're not picking Southwest, are you, Dave? Well, after after talking to Coach Lindheim at length um, and trying to get as much information as I could out of him about the team, he's, 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 not, re- he's not ready to... Um, give a lot of um, credit yet because you know they haven't played yet but there's a lot of talent there it looks like they even have a lot of depth not a lot of returning starters but a lot of talent a lot of depth um, <clears throat> so this is a this is a game that El Camino should win and I think will win yeah this is a guy Gifford Lindheim went undefeated last year at Santa Monica he's not coming in here and getting beat by Southwest College in his first game are you kidding me Dave or is he? No. No. Not a chance. Not a chance. El Camino wins this one. I think it'll be a pretty strong season for them. This will be a good start off to it. Uh, and that's at 1 p.m. at the new Murdoch Stadium, folks. So head out there. Uh, Get there early. Yeah. Harbor College also starts uh, their season Saturday, 6 p.m. at Compton. Who uh, who do you like in this one? Um, you know, I'm going to go with Harbor. Um Getting a win in their opener. Uh, they have an experienced quarterback who, who looks primed for a big year. Tyler Sestich of Mary Star fame. Yes, and I'm um, expecting big things from him and and, uh, and a pretty, what should be a fairly stout defense. So I'm going with Harbor. I'm with Harbor here too. I like them in this one. Um, they have a lot of guys back from last season for Coach Dean Dowdy in his third year at the helm. I think uh, the Seahawks are going to win this one. So uh, that's it for our week one picks. Uh, we are now going to kick it over to the interview that we conducted with Manuel Douglas, head football coach of the Narbonne Gauchos. They beat Sarah 34 to 12 last week, and he's going to Long Beach to play Polly at Veteran Stadium Friday at 7 p.m. And we're going to kick it over to that interview right now all right folks this is matt lopez and dave thorpe here on the daily breeze prep football podcast here with narbon head football coach manuel butless hey coach how you doing good thank you thank you for having me on definitely so you're coming off a pretty huge win last week 34 to 12 against your arch rival sarah um the last time that you had taken the field prior to that was obviously a state championship victory um were you concerned coming into it about any kind of state championship hangover? You know what? Um, yeah, first off, to start this 
season, I started tired. I mean, after our script, one of the coaches, um, and they turn around and, and uh, you know, he looked at me and he goes, I'm still tired from Sacramento. And I, at first I didn't register. I was like, what are you talking about? We, we didn't come, we weren't in Sacramento. And then it hit me and he meant the state game. Right. So, I mean, as coaches, I think we are, but the kids, you know, we didn't start anything football related until um, April 21st. Wow. So we weren't lifting. We redid the weight room, so we didn't have that space. So, like, I let them play basketball. I threw a ball out there, and, and they did whatever. We did no football. We, we didn't, we didn't go everything. So, I mean, we had a, you know, 16 games, and, and these are high school kids. And I was tired, so I, we gave them as much time off as possible. Uh, unfortunately, I felt like late in the summer, like, like until recently, to be honest with you, I feel like I finally caught up and everything is where it needs to be in its proper place as far as our scheduling and all that and our, our calendar. I just completely felt like we were behind. But, right. I, I, you know, our kids played tremendous. I mean, the, the energy that they played with and the, uh, the tempo, the, the, the physicality they played with was, you know, phenomenal. I mean, our kids really stepped up at that level. And our kids in my opinion, always play hard no matter what, win or lose. Right. Our kids really play hard game time. I mean, we practice hard, but I thought the energy level of our team was, was really good uh, for a zero game. Right. Yeah, and Coach, this is Dave. Um, hey, what uh, what did you feel like you found out about your team in the season opener against Sarah? Obviously an impressive result. Well, I mean, you know, I had been – the end of last year, people were talking about, you know, well, you're going to be down. I was like, no, we're not. I think my defense is going to be better than it was last year. And I believe that we are. I believe that our kids up front, um, particularly the box, are, were much better. And I feel like, you know, we have a, a group of kids who are hungry because even though, you know, we play a lot of kids throughout the year by a lot of points, so we were able to play kids earlier in games, so they got a lot of playing time. The guys that are stepping in were getting a lot of playing time last year. Um, I didn't know if they would be ready, but I saw, you know, the first quarter that they were. I mean, it didn't start. first three plays were negative, negative. It was ugly. Right. Um, and then, you know, we got a little bit of a rhythm for ourselves. We got some tempo, and the kids settled down, and uh, kids came to play. All the new guys in all of our games last year, even Jalen was second team all league. But still, you know, he hadn't been the man, the starter. And, uh, you know, I, when I found out that those guys were going to be just fine, it just took a little bit of settling in. So, I mean, we'll be tested again. It's another big opponent. But for a zero game, which, you know, traditionally we haven't played zero games really well. It's a week earlier. We were pretty clean. We had one turnover. You know, and I was real proud about that. You mentioned Jalen, and you have him now stepping in as a new – well, not new, but a new starter. Um First game on the road, strong opponent, obviously. Um, what are some of the good things that you saw from him and some of the things that you are kind of hoping he'll he'll work on in the future? Um, you know, he missed some throws. I saw a few mistakes that he made. But in my opinion, they're just mental lapses. It's not like he can't do it. He's probably the most ready of any junior, including Troy Williams, that I've ever had going in as a quarterback. But last year... We made a concerted effort to make sure he got meaningful minutes. But we did the first series in the second quarter, no matter where the ball was, what the score was, no matter what was happening, he got the first series of every second quarter of every game. Right. film, but he got meaningful minutes in, in stressful situations. And, you know, sometimes he did well, and other times he made 
mistake. He played that ball game last year. He threw a, and he played in the Sarah game last year, and he threw an interception when he was driving us down the field. Um, right. But overall, after he settled down, I thought he was, he was steady. But he did miss some throws that he should have made, and, and we had that today. We just finished practice today. And, you know, the first two throwing plays, we were 7-on-7. Seven seven, he threw back-to-back interceptions against our JV defense. I got all over him because, in my opinion, the only reason that's happening is because he's having mental laps, just not staying focused in practice. You know, as a quarterback, you just can't do that. So those are those are some of the things um, that you know we have to uh, we have to buckle down and make sure that he takes care of uh, you know he does his job in, in games and stays focused in practice and in games. So. Yeah, and obviously, Coach, you get to Long Beach Poly on Friday at uh, Veterans Stadium. Uh, last year, it was, seemed like it was a bit of a grudge match, uh, kind of a grinded out, you know, Poly winning winning it at the end. Um, are you are you expecting a similar type of game, kind of on the lower scoring end, or something different this year? You know, I, I mean, I don't know. It's really tough to say whether you expect to you know, are going to put a lot of points up, or they're going to put a lot of points up. This. For us, it was our game one, and it was their second game. We rushed for uh, nearly 400 yards. I think we had like 360 yards rushing, something like that. But I honestly feel I was a little bit, I should have been open. I was tight myself. I play caller. And Brandon, uh, you know, our offensive coordinator, I think we were too conservative. And I always regretted that we didn't get more. Um, I know the Sarah game, when we were down at halftime, they scored to make it like 29 to like seven, a 10 or something like that right before half and we had a minute left in the game or in the half. You know, I was like, let's go. We went right down the field and like six plays, 50 seconds, we scored a touchdown over 29-19 or something like that. And that kind of gave us some momentum going in the second half. And I just feel like we're at our best when we stay wide open. Now, we ran the ball effectively, but I wish I had been more open. So this this uh, game, you know, it's our second game and, I, I you know, we're going to be – judicious as far as, you know, throwing the ball, but I do want to be less conservative than I was last week, but, you know, who knows, we get out there and just are executing, anything can happen, but we're attempting to be a little bit more wide open. Awesome, Coach. Well, hey, you are the first guest that we've had here on the podcast, so we appreciate you taking a few minutes, uh, and good luck on Friday. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I've actually never been on, so I appreciate uh, the invite. Anytime. And uh, thank you. Uh, we'll do our best. You know, we kind of have something to do. We haven't beaten them in three years, so thanks, coach. coach. Appreciate it. No worries. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. All right, folks, and uh, we want to once again thank Narbonne football coach Manny Douglas for appearing with us here on the Daily Breeze Prep Football Podcast. That'll do it for this week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Breeze Preps. Dave, what's your Twitter handle? At dthorpe888 or at Breeze Preps. Which I just said. And for me, it's going to be at Lopez underscore Matt and at Breeze Preps. Uh, you can now find this podcast in the iTunes store. It should be easier for those of you that have an iPhone or if you have iTunes on your computer. Just open up the iTunes store, search for daily breeze prep football podcast and uh it would really help if you hit subscribe hit the subscribe button on the top right and then it'll get updated to your phone 
every week when we upload the new episode. Man, I'm, I'm told it's free of charge. Free of charge, completely free. And if you really like hearing our voices, leave us a five-star review. It doesn't have to be a full review, just a five-star rating. Uh, please, <laughs> I beg of you. Uh, that'll do it for this week's podcast. We'll be back next week with week two picks and a look back at some of the standouts from week one.